So when I set my goals, I want to make sure that it's something that's actually possible in the time that I've set for myself in order to not set myself up to fail at my own goals. Hi, I'm Terry Shower, and you're listening to the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Hello, real estate fans, and welcome to this week's episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. So uh, the topic this week that I want to talk about is goals, goal setting, everything that has to do with how we define the things that we want to achieve. And I want to start somewhere super simple, which is things that you guys have most probably heard about already, which is smart goal setting. So in order to have goals that you can attain and to not get lost and to not get, you know, wishy-washy about the things that you want to achieve, one of the techniques for effectively setting goals is called the SMART method. So what are SMART goals? They're goals that are specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-bound. What does a SMART goal sound like? What does the SMART goal look like? We'll go back to my favorite example, which is something to do with dieting, uh, because it's super easy to quantify. And uh, a lot of people have, you know, weight loss, nutrition, weight gain, perhaps goals. So a SMART goal for weight loss and diet would be, I will lose 10 pounds by March 1st, 2024, so I can compete at X weight class. You can tweak this goal for whatever purpose you want, but the things to retain, the things that I want to draw out is how is this specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound? If, for example, I just said, I want to lose weight, well, that's not a very specific, measurable goal, and it, there's no date in there. So I have no idea how much weight do I want to lose, by when do I want to lose it, and it's very difficult for me to evaluate within my own ecosystem, how am I doing as far as hitting the metrics that I'm going to need to attain my goal. So what does it mean when it's specific? Specific has to do with who or what. In this case, it's super simple. It's I. So in some cases, it might be um, you know, if I have a team that I'm working with, or if it's something to do with my company, like it might be a goal that has to do with, you know, more different people, different contexts. But in this case, the um, specific aspect is just I. The measurable is 10 pounds. I don't just say I want to lose weight. I put a specific number and say, this is the measurable part of my goal. So often that has to do with numbers. And you're going to see, I'm going to take us through a few examples. So you're going to see how this might work in a real estate context. By when? Well, by March 1st, 2024, or whatever date. That's three months. We're now uh, January 1st or January 8th, 2024. So that's like a reasonable two-month time, time frame. Which brings to the next thing. It's attainable. So it's realistic for me uh, at the weight I am to lose 10 pounds within the next two months. If I move that number to 30, that would be completely unrealistic. Or if I said I want to lose 10 pounds in the next week, that's also very difficult to attain and I'm setting myself up for failure. So when I set my goals, I want to make sure that it's something that's actually possible in the time that I've set for myself in order to not set myself up to fail at my own goals. And then the relevant has to do with so I can do X. So relevant means I have to like inscribe it within some kind of a meaningful context that's going to say, well, why am I doing this goal? And a time bound, well, that's obviously you have to give yourself a certain time period. Often that can be by a specific date or by a specific event to say, I want to do this by this time. 
So how would this translate into real estate for real estate fans who are listening to this? Um, how might you set a smart goal for yourself for the next year? Let's pick something super simple. By next December 31st, we're now January, beginning of the year, I will buy one additional cash flow neutral property with partner X to create an additional 50K of optimization value, equity value. So again, if we're applying our SMART criteria to this, I've got my date. So I've given myself about a year to carry out this project. The uh, specific is who is going to do this. So I'm going to do this with my partner who is X. Um, I've quantified who and in what context. I could have also added, you know, the city I want to invest in, name a specific market. Anything that you can do to make your goals more specific, more laser focused is going to help you in terms of how you orient yourself by that goal. How is it attainable? Well, it's, re it's a realistic goal to assume that I'm going to be able to acquire one property in the next year. Is it relevant? Well, why? This is something in this particular goal I might have worked out a little bit more. Why do I want to have a cash flow neutral property? Why do I want to add an additional um, property to my portfolio? That might be something that I could have thought about a little bit more to have it be time, time bound uh, and measurable. Well, it's one property in one year. So it, that is a coherent, specific um, goal that is set in such a way that I'm going to be able to track whether or not I've executed. And I think, you know, when we're talking about what is the reasoning behind the SMART goal setting method, it's that very often when people have goals, they tend to be a little bit too diffuse, a little bit too vague, um, not measurable, not time bound, not necessarily being specific in terms of the context or the people who are involved. And so if you want to increase your chances of achieving the goals that you're setting and of even knowing the day when you've achieved those goals, you need to do them in a smart, so specific, measurable, attainable, and relevant way. I can just give you one more example. You know, a lot of my examples are either, you know, sports examples. Um, but I want to, like, give you this example so that you can see where it becomes a little bit more tricky. Because if you're talking about, okay, acquiring additional an additional property, or if you're talking about, like, losing weight, it's very easy to put a number on that. But sometimes we have goals that are a little bit more complex. So, Let's say that, you know, I have a networking goal or um, let's say, you know, in a simple sports complex, a simple sports example, um, in jiu-jitsu, like you could say, I want to improve my takedowns by the next competition. So, okay, how am I going to improve? How am I going to quantify whether or not I improved my takedowns? Well, you could in training start tracking the number of takedown attempts you make. You could... Uh, quantify the number of tries versus the number of fails. So how often in practice do I manage to execute the move? How often do I attempt the move, attempt the move? And how often do I execute the move? And then you're going to be able to set your metrics. So you're going to be able to track over time if like every time I go to the gym, I'm tracking my number of takedown attempts and the number of times I'm able to execute a takedown su like sufficiently well, or if you know, I'm able to score it, then that's a successful attempt. So if I, that's the way to turn a kind of vague goal of, oh, I want to get better at takedowns so I can win the next competition. Well, okay, like how am I going to track that that's actually happening over a time period? I'm going to have to find a way to create a metric that's going to 
um, you know, allow me to see whether or not I'm hitting that goal, whether or not I'm progressing uh, towards it in, you know, in a, in a measurable way. In the real estate context, um, you know, deciding whether or not you're going to acquire additional property, that's a very easy goal to set and it's very easy to bound it within time. But if I have a goal that's a little bit more vague, like, you know, I want to improve my network or I want to have a better power team, how am I going to quantify that and make it time bound in a way um, that's going to allow me to track my performance, is going to see whether or not I'm on track with my goal. So one thing you could do is you could say, okay, how many connection attempts am I making? How many networking events am I attending? I want to improve my network. Okay, well, what is a sign that my network is, is growing? Um, what kind of activities might I do that are going to help me grow my network? So I could have a goal, for example, okay, this month um, I want to attend four networking events. Okay, that's more of like a how am I going to attain the goal? But in terms of increasing a metric, how am I going to grow my network? Well, I need some way of quantifying the connections that I'm making. So that could be tracking, for example, you know, if I want, I'm going to a networking event, I'm going to, okay, decide I'm going to go to four networking events. At those networking events, I'm going to try to make five connections that are in some way relevant to what I'm trying to do. If I'm trying to meet real estate brokers, if I'm trying to meet, you know, potential private lenders, if I'm trying to meet a building inspector, like I want to set myself up that I go into that event in an intentional way and I want to try to connect with five people. Now, a connection attempt is a bit like a takedown attempt. It's not every time you have a conversation or every time you try to connect with someone that there's immediately going to be sparks flying and that person's going to turn into your next go-to uh, reference in terms of like a particular thing that you use them for in business. So you also have to think of that like in the same way that you would take down an attempt. It's not because every time you shoot into the legs that necessarily that's going to score for you. Just like every time you start a conversation with someone at a networking event, it's not that necessarily that connection is going to turn into something that you're going to be able to nurture and, uh, you know, have it be a part of, of the network that you're trying to build. So you then also have to have a way of tracking after like, okay, I shook five hands. I had five conversations with people that I didn't know at this event. How many of them are I going to be able to convert into someone who's going to long-term be in my network and who's going to plug a hole or in some way, um, you know, be something that's going to, you know, turn into something that's, that's valuable to me for the long-term or that I'm valuable to. And then we never know how that that's going to come to pay me back in the end. So in a nutshell, what I'm trying to give you an idea here is that sometimes when you're goal setting for something that's like a little bit vague, a little bit nebulous, it can be worth it to take a little bit of time to sit down and really think, how can I turn this into something that's measurable and that I'm going to be able to track over a specific time period and quantify at the end of that time period? So, you know, um, I always bring this back to sports parallels, but if I'm thinking about the number of takedown attempts, like turn it into how many, okay, I want to acquire a building. How many offers am I going to make? How many refused offers am I going to get? How many connections am I going to attempt? How many pitches for, you know, capital partners am I going to make? So if you think about really how you can turn that into something quantifiable, it's going to really help you structure your goals in kind of a more effective way. I want to move on to another topic, which is outcome goals versus habit goals. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But before I finish the SMART goal setting chunk, um, I want to just share with you, I have like a really cute exercise, uh, which is called a goal fish. 
I'm going to leave the link to that in the show notes at the end of this episode. But it's something that I like to do with my seven-year-old son that helps us at home set smart, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound goals. And uh, there's like a little coloring exercise that goes along with it. But, um, you know, even I like to do this once in a while just to, you know, go through the, the exercise of coloring the goal, goal fish and sticking it up on the wall. And then while you're doing that little coloring exercise, it kind of helps you, you know, anchor the goal in your mind, create um, like a little bit of an accountability when you're like, OK, I did this. It's hung up on my on my fridge, on my kitchen wall. And it's something like an activity that I can also get my kids involved in. So uh, leave that in for you in the show notes. Did you know the Real Estate Investors Club podcast is starting a mastermind? Imagine having the power and the knowledge that's shared in these podcasts in a group setting. You get to have accountability, build a peer group, and also develop a network that's going to help support your real estate goals. Please check out more information at terryshower.com and select the mastermind tab on the drop down menu on the left. Enjoying the episode so far? Have you really been listening to the episode or has your monkey mind been taking you off in one direction or another? Our mental habits can be our biggest assets or our biggest liabilities as we pursue certain goals. For me, the biggest performance gains have always come from training my mind. In my book, Mindful Landlord, I talk about how you can train your mind and how you can apply some of these strategies to your journey in the real estate field. The book is available on Amazon and also on its website, mindfullandlord.com. Now I'll stop evangelizing for the power of mental training and let you get back to the show. Let's now talk about the difference between outcome goals and habit goals. An outcome goal would be, I want to buy a new building by date X. I want to win a local championship. I want to lose 10 pounds. So those are all goals that name a specific outcome. Nothing wrong with outcome goals, but I want you to understand the difference between uh, an outcome goal and a habit goal. So what might a habit goal be? A habit goal is I want to make one offer a week or I want to meet one potential capital partner every week or I want to train five times per week. I want to improve my cardio by doing X because I know that the last time I competed, maybe my cardio was a problem or I want to improve my takedowns by doing all of the above. So improving cardio, training five times a week, whatever it is. Um, those are habit goals. So they're not anchoring what I'm trying to do to a specific goal, which is the result that I want. It's more that it's going to bring me into my everyday life in terms of what are the habits that are going to support those long-term SMART goals that I have. And now the difference between these two things and why both of them are important is that it's the habits that we form that will over a long-term stack up to help us attain the goals that we want to see appear for us in our lives. Without the habits, the results will not materialize. And so you kind of need to have both. It's not like one is good and one is bad. It's that you should have an outcome goal so that you know which direction you're pointing yourself in, right? But at the same time, without the habit goals that are going to allow you to bring that behavior into your everyday life and to be able to track, well, did I stay on track with my goals today? I need to have habit goals for that. And then the nice thing about habit goals is that it allows you to be in the journey and then to not get all discouraged and unhappy because the fruit that you wanted to show up on a specific day just didn't show up that day. So, you know, what if you close on your next property on 
January 10th next year and you missed December 31st as a deadline. So, okay, technically it didn't happen for you in the one year period that you defined, but you were pretty darn close. And so if you focus on the outcomes that are going to generate those results for you, the results will come. And it's like, you know, again, I, I, I like to use the diet parallel because it's just so clear. Like if I stick to my diet plan, I stick to my workout plan, it means that the results will show up for me. Will they show up by a specific date on the calendar that I marked in my SMART goals? I don't know. Am I going to hit it a week earlier? Am I going to hit it a month later? In the big picture, does it really matter? A lot of the times those deadlines that we create are kind of artificial deadlines. We need them because they help us stay on track and cut the task into smaller pieces. But ultimately, it's the habits that are going to manifest those things for us. It's not the far away, one year in the future, one year in the distance um, goal that I set for myself because what really is going to make that happen is the things that I do every single day. And so you know, uh, one of the things I'm trying to do is to focus more on setting habit goals and then to be aware of where I want the general outcome to be, but to not get hung up on if the results don't show up for me on a specific. So one, another thing to bear in mind in how you go about setting your goals in the next a little time period is just be aware of the difference between an outcome goal and a habit goal. And then, you know, pick which one of those, which one of those are you setting? What are you trying to build? The last thing I wanted to mention is something that came up in a really interesting interview that I did not long ago with uh, Steve Hotchman. So I'm going to drop that link in the show notes as well. So you can go check that episode out because I'm not going to have time to go over all of it. But one of the things that Steve mentioned, which I think is a really great point, and it's one of the reasons why very often we fall short with the goals that we set for ourselves. And that has to do with alignment. And very often it's that we are not fully aligned with our goals. Now, what does this sound like? Again, I'm going to do another diet parallel, but everybody wants to have a six pack, but very few people are actually willing to put in the work that it takes to get the six pack. I don't have a six pack. That's not where I'm going with this, but it's more to realize that when you set a goal, are you really aligned with that goal? And in order to be really aligned, it has to attach to something big in your life. And, you know, we're in the real estate field. I'm going to stop with the sports and the diet analogies, and I'm going to move this into the real estate sphere. And when you're thinking about the moves that you want to make in real estate, the moves you want to make in business, the moves you want to make in financial independence, you know, to say, I want to acquire an additional property, or I want to generate an extra 20K of cash flow, or, you know, I want to do this or that deal, or I want to strive for financial freedom. Those are not just abstract things that you say when you get up in the morning. If you're able to tie them to who you want to be financially, where you want to be in terms of the wealth that you're creating for your family, the stability you're creating for yourself, the security, the financial freedom, the freedom to maybe detach yourself geographically or detach yourself from the uh, job that you have. Now, those are big whys. Those are big reasons that you can get behind. And they're reasons that, you know, every time you might be doing behaviors that don't support your goal, if you consistently can come back to that thing that you're aligned with, like, for example, I want to generate financial freedom for my family because I want to be the person who can provide for my kids and not have money be a negative subject of discussion that creates stress constantly. Like maybe that's big enough for you. Or maybe it's that 
you know, I don't want to show up every morning and feel like I have to depend on the paycheck that I'm getting at the end of the month. And if that's like a big enough reason, it's going to bring that motivation into everything you do when you're looking at your real estate goals. So by all means, set smart goals, make sure that you're setting habit goals as well so that the everyday actions that you have are supporting those long-term goals. And then don't just randomly set goals because you saw someone's Instagram feed and they had a great six pack or because somebody was riding a a private jet. You actually have to take the time to think about what those goals mean in your life and how does that attach to something that has meaning for you. And like big meaning, like not just, oh, flippantly, I want to you know, look this way when I get up in the morning and I want to see this in the mirror when I look at myself. No, like what does that actually mean in your life that's going to allow you to sacrifice for it and to have all your habits align with that thing through everything you do? Because let's be honest, change is difficult. The results that we see, the lives that we have when we get out of bed every day, most of the time in, you know, 95% of of the time, it's because our behaviors have generated the results that we're getting. And if we want to have different results, we have to behave differently. But that's super difficult. The most difficult thing a human being can do is to change the way that they're behaving, change their habits, um, set different patterns that are going to allow different results to show up. And so if you want to do that, the way you set goals, the relationship you have to your goals, and the reasons why you're even doing it in the first place It's really important to take the time to delve into that properly. And that's not just like, you know, 10 minutes on Sunday night, I'm going to scribble something down on a piece of paper and think that like, okay, these are my goals for the next year or like these are my goals for the next month. No, you have to actually sit down and really think about what am I aligned with? What do I need to change? And then why am I even tackling this stuff in the first place? So Hopefully this episode has been of some use to you. I hope it's going to help you as you go through setting your goals for the next quarter or for the next year or for whatever time period you're looking at. And if this episode has been of use to you, please go ahead and share it with someone who you think could profit from it. Obviously, like and subscribe if you haven't done that yet. And uh, real estate fans, tune in next week for another episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Real Estate Investors Club podcast. If you want to own more buildings like my mom, like and subscribe. And share this episode with anyone who you think could profit from it. See you next time, real estate fans.